Welcome back, everybody. We're happy to have you here for another episode of the brand new SPO Coffee Chats, the podcast talking about supply chain, business, and a little bit about life. I am your co-host and VP of Student Development, Eric Wood. And I'm your co-host, Abram Ruiz, the VP of Alumni Relations. And today we are very excited to welcome a very special guest. You could call her a double alumni from both SPO and PES. She was very involved here at the university, a former Coug, and she's now, she's had a wealth of supply chain experience, now employed by one of the most prestigious tech companies in the world. Leslie Ruiz, welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you. Thank you, Eric and Abraham. Happy to be here. Actually graduated in 2016. Feels like forever ago, but SPO uh, was definitely a huge part of um, developing and kickstarting off my career along with PES. Thank you, Leslie. We're very excited to have you here on the show. So if you haven't heard of Leslie, a few things about her. She is a fellow Coug, just like Eric said, go Cougs. She interned at Kellogg, went on to work at Nestle in the rotational program for about two two and a half years, and now works at Facebook as a sourcing specialist. So Leslie, thank you so much for being here today. We are very honored to have a fellow Coug and Facebooker here at our humble podcast. If you don't mind, we'll go ahead and go to the very first question. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience as a sourcing specialist at a major tech company? Like, for example, what kind of tasks does your role include? Or um, can you give us a little bit of insight on the company culture? Yeah. So in a nutshell, I essentially help each Facebooker get things they need by delivering value through a fast, reliable, and guided buying experience. So literally uh, in a sourcing specialist role, helping uh, Facebookers legit buy the services and stuff they need to get their job done. Um, as far as company culture, um, it's definitely been different coming from a very traditional company like Kellogg's and Nestle and then jumping into tech. Uh, but it's been an amazing experience um, coming in as a woman and coming in as a Latina, uh, being able to embrace and be encouraged to be my authentic self has been a great experience. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about the sourcing specialist role in terms of like the tasks that you do? Uh, maybe different projects. I know you just came out of doing the very hectic season. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, literally um, I sit in the source to pay organization. So literally helping a stakeholder, a Facebooker literally go through the end to end process of purchasing and to um, cutting a PO um, all the way from connecting them to suppliers that can help them get their things or get their services done, as long as making sure that Facebook is covered from a security standpoint and making sure that they pass all of our security assessments, et cetera, uh, making sure we have proper agreements, professional service agreements in place um, with scopes of works in place, et cetera. Very interesting. Thank you for that, Leslie. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing I think both me and Abe are actually really curious about. So, you went through Nestle's supply chain rotational program. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're kind of curious about what are your thoughts on just rotational programs as a whole? And do you think it helps supply chain professionals to narrow their focus or um, just what, what were your kind of thoughts and experiences of that? Yeah, for sure. Just to backtrack a little, I think when I get landed at U of H, um, I started off as a psychology major <laughs> Um, and then was accounting major. Then I was like, screw that. And then went to pre-business and then uh, drank the Kool-Aid. 
in um, Dr. Rahan's 101 class <laughs> um, and decided that I wanted to major in supply chain. And then after that, I landed in PES, which was also an amazing experience because it actually gave me the confidence to be able to sell myself as a professional. Um, so when I started doing internships, I went to Kellogg's and that was actually a sales and marketing internship, which was a great experience. I realized that I love big brands and consumer product goods industry, not so much oil and gas. Um, and I think that was the beginning process of me weeding out what I'd liked and didn't like, which I think is just like a whole big part of life. Um, but decided um, when I was graduating, applied at Nestle um, through their rotational program and got accepted and decided to take on that role because a, I was a marketing and supply chain student, didn't really know which one I leaned towards because I love both of them just so equally um, and took the chance to take that program knowing that I'd move around and go through different departments and functions within supply chain and procurement. Um, so there was definitely a lot of pros as far as maybe not really knowing what you really like, that's it, that's what I want to do and kind of being able to um, venture around and see what you'd like and don't like. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm curious what, like, what kind of different functions were you able to have exposure to at Nestle, like in that program? Yeah. So um, when I first landed at Nestle, my first um, role was a deployment analyst and literally managed the nationwide distribution of our baking products. So if you go to the grocery store and go and get your Olympics pumpkin or your carnations condensed milk, legit, that's what I was managing all the way from um, the factory to distributing that to all of our uh, distribution centers and making sure that I, we were meeting our, our um, sales orders. Um, and then from that, migrated over to managing a different type of line, of Nestle line, which was frozen products. So you think about your um, DiGiorno's frozen pizzas and your um, Lean Cuisines, that kind of stuff. Um, and then from there, I ended up doing a little bit of supply planning, um, which is literally working with the factory to make sure they have all the ingredients they need to pro process a production line. Um, and a little bit of demand planning. And then from there, I ended up in sourcing, which is actually uh, the track I did at U of H. And it was sourcing for marketing. So it kind of uh, helped meet in the middle of both of the things I like. I was going to say, so I'm, I'm guessing that sourcing was kind of like the segment that you landed on that you found out was your thing that you really liked. Yes. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So third question. So I know that you are very tied to your culture as a Latina mm -hmm. woman. What kind of advice would you give to someone who has strong ties to their culture and wants to share it in the workplace? For example, like how can you be more authentic, your authentic self at work? Yeah, I would say embrace it. And I think it definitely takes time depending on where you are um, in your career and confidence. I think going to U of H, being an SPO, and then doing PES, like by the time I graduated, I had the confidence enough to sell myself, land good jobs. Uh, but then once you're in corporate America, you don't go through these experiences until you're there. There's no uh, college class 
or anything that's going to prepare you for that. But I've oftentimes been the first woman, youngest, or the first person of color in a meeting room, you know, voicing her opinions and making decisions. And the first time around, it's a little hard. You feel a little intimidated. Um, but I think the further you grow and knowing that you might be different, but embracing what makes you different is actually what makes you unique and your point of view matters. Uh, and people will appreciate you even more in the corporate space when you do speak up and voice um, your thoughts and opinions. Do you feel like within Facebook, they have a culture where even though you're a little bit different, they really embrace that and try to bring out the best in you as a, as not even just as a worker, but as a person as well? Yes, for sure. I think even um, pre-pandemic, but um, there's a lot of resources in organizations similar to when you're in college that you can participate in. And Facebook does a really good job of encouraging that. I mean, I've been part of the Women um, ERG and also the Latin ERG. Um, and I remember when I first started, I went to uh, the first Latin at Summit and just seeing being seeing and being surrounded by everyone who like looks like me, talks like me and like hearing leadership uh, give me advice on how I can better uh, grow my career, et cetera. Uh, definitely Facebook helps us feel empowered. That's good to hear. I hear a lot of, um, I think you said NRG, right? ERG. ERG. Employee resource group. Yeah. Okay. So ERG. Um, I hear a lot that when you go into a company, it's, it's almost like you're going into college. We have the ERG program. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of cool, really. I'm looking forward to that. It, it, yeah, it's pretty neat. They even have them at Nestle or Kellogg's Nestle and even Facebook. But I feel like Facebook definitely invests in that. So I feel like they're on a huge scale. But I would encourage anyone once you graduate and go to a company to participate in those things. Mm-hmm. Could you tell me, because I'm actually really curious, getting into Facebook is a really, really high achievement. I think in anyone else, in anyone else's um, career, right? Can you tell me the story behind going from Nestle to Facebook and how you came in contact with the recruiter? Was it like the old fashioned way where you just like, just send your, your resume in or was it something else? Um, a combination. So I would say, just backtracking Kellogg's, I remember meeting them at a career fair. Um, and that's how I landed that. And then obviously I think that was only this, the one of the only one CPG companies that recruited from U of H at the time. Um, and then I started looking on LinkedIn cause I also did a stint a semester at a recruiting firm. And that's how I landed. Nestle had a, a diverse like supplier summit and I applied to that, which included like a screening, an essay, like the whole nine yards. I applied to that. They flew me out to LA and I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to LA. No, ended up in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> um, great learning experience though. And then Nestle was LinkedIn and then Facebook was also LinkedIn. I was done with snow in Cleveland, Ohio. And I was like, I got to get back to Texas uh, and started looking at jobs in Houston and Austin and landed in Austin. I think Austin is definitely a huge um, improvement on uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Definitely. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a great story though. So now, now you've got me curious though, having, having worked at like a, like a HR firm before, yeah. What are, what are some of those kind of tips and tricks that you've learned just like that you could offer our members right now that was, it's, it's okay. You're not divulging too much info. 
Uh, I would say, so first, you know, being born and raised in Houston, Texas, you're literally going to U of H, it's a lot of oil and gas, a lot of, <laughs> and I knew for a fact I did not want to do oil and gas, not to knock it, like it's a great industry. Um, but I wasn't intrigued or passionate about it. It didn't like spark excitement. And so what I was always interested in big brands and brands I grew up with, et cetera. And I just one day decided, you know what, like I am graduating during a recession. <laughs> My resume looks a lot like everybody else's resume. Um, so what can I do? What can I like think outside the box? And that's when I was like, you know what? I've been in Houston my whole life. I'm open to leaving Houston. Why not start looking at industries or jobs outside of oil and gas and outside of Houston? So I feel like if you're open to that, um, it definitely opens up a lot of doors, especially coming to U of H or graduating from U of H. Um, a lot of companies do seek um, diverse talent that they can't get locally. And I think that's one of the big selling points of Houston and U of H. Um, so I think that would be my uh, advice. If you're open, I would say look outside. That's very great advice. And especially right now, because we kind of have a recession as well. I I don't, I don't want to say the word. You have but... a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of different things, but yeah. well, that's good to hear. Hopefully the people that are listening to this if you combine your your horizons and see what different industries you might be interested in, that'll be very good, especially because in the Houston area, it's very saturated with oil and gas because we are the energy capital. So yeah, hopefully someone gets some yeah, and even, that one. even with pandemic, a lot of jobs are going remote. So very true. Um, the way of life and the way of working is changing. So as, as someone who is open to getting out of Houston, that is amazing <laughs> to hear for me. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Leslie, in your time at Facebook, what do you feel like has been the best lesson you learned thus far? The best lesson is being confident. I think coming from a very traditional conservative manufacturing company um, and then jumping into tech is definitely a culture shock, to say the least. Um, I was very reserved in the beginning because I was just like, this is so different. I'm so used to talking, speaking in a professional manner, very diplomatic, you know, corporate America has politics. They don't teach you that in college. <laughs> um, and jumping into here where people are like being themselves and being opinionated. And I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> what did I get myself into? Um, but again, it's just being confident in who you are, your expertise, your knowledge, um, you're there for a reason has been the biggest learning experience. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of answered it, but I'm going to see if I can probe a little deeper here. Yeah. Um, so you've, t- you talked about confidence coming into that kind of environment. And you, one thing that you said actually that I really liked or that stuck out to me was you talked about it was a culture shock coming from a company like a manufacturing company like Nestle to a tech company like Facebook. I'm just curious about what were some other interesting or unexpected things you experience going to such a unique environment like Facebook compared to um, something more traditional like Nestle? Definitely the environment. You know, you watch all these movies on Netflix or that are out there. Like I can't even remember the other, like I won't name any tech movies, but 
it's legit like that. Like literally like people in shorts and I was used to like, just, you know, being business casual or professional (laughs) and going in there and people are like in pajamas or just like random stuff like that. And you're just like, what is this place? Um, Just little things like that, honestly, that are just so different or like Traditionally, like if I wasn't in my desk at 7.30 a.m. at Nestle, like I was getting stared down uh, versus Facebook. It's very flex. You literally can, as long as you get your stuff done, like no one is really watching you walk in and walk out. That definitely, that definitely sounds, it sounds like describing like a movie, like you're watching a movie scene and you know, this sounds like a movie, something that happens in a movie. Yeah. That's funny. So you're basically living and working in the social network is what you're saying. I won't credit any movies. <laughs> Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's great. So actually something I'm curious about and I want to kind of go back to is we talked about embracing, you know, your culture and those ties in the workplace. And you talked about um, Facebook has those kind of affinity groups that you can join and be a part of. And that's something I really like about companies that have ways to get involved like that. But I'm curious, I know it can be challenging and um, kind of a, a, a rocky landscape coming into somewhere and navigating that. So I'm curious, what were some of the main things about overcoming those challenges that you were able to use to kind of do that and overcome that and I think make the most of your experience and kind of turn it around and make it make it beneficial for you in the workplace. Yeah, so I could actually go back to Nestle. Nestle had a lot of um, ERG groups. I actually helped um, with starting the first group um, for Latins in the Cleveland office. And we had smaller budgets to do what we wanted, um, such like celebrating the Day of the Dead or like different stuff like that. And then going to Facebook, it was already there. Like there was already like it was a global thing. Like there was Latinat leads in each office and even getting there. And um, they were like, oh, are you going to the summit? Are you going to the first Latin, my first Latinat summit? I'm like, well, I guess I'll see with my manager if I'll get approval. Or I don't know, because coming from a conservative company, it's like you were allowed to do things as fly out or do other things like very limitedly um and then I found out like the women at conferences around the same time like oh so I'm gonna have to choose one like I'm already creating these like different scenarios in my head but my manager was like no you can go to both I don't care uh so uh, I don't know about challenges because it was like as soon as I walked in it was the opportunities were there and it was just up to me to like okay I'm doing that so I think it varies by company definitely well that's that's a great to hear that you had such a good experience then in that case <laughs> yes so something I am curious about and you don't have to go very specific if you're not allowed to no worries you can just talk about opportunities but i'm curious about the opportunities that they give you to make a difference within facebook you know what opportunity is there to improve a process or expand on something and make a difference within the company yeah so one of our mottos here is move fast and break things so if you have something a new project or something that you hear about that you want to like hey i'm interested in that like you just voice it and you make it happen. There isn't like a lot of red tape or um, hurdles essentially that you have to like, hey, I want to do that. 
It doesn't really exist. If you express it, it's very entrepreneurial-like. So you have your core work and then you have your passion projects. These tech companies sound like fun, Abraham. I don't know about you. <laughs> I might have to make the leap. Seriously. <laughs> Ping pong tables and uh, snack bars and all that too. Sign me up. I mean, that was in a pre-pandemic <laughs> world, but yes. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Now it's maybe they, they'll buy your work from home uh, office equipment. <laughs> so I actually got to bring my um, stuff that was at my desk. Home. really but i wasn't allowed to bring my office chair with but oh. <laughs> that's like the most important part too i yeah. know right <laughs> a good seat <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't notice that so whenever i sent you the email for um the podcast you say to you know have it go through hr and have it accepted it was a very fast process and i've i've had to do that for other companies as well and mm-hmm. it took it took a few weeks and so it's pretty amazing to see how fast, um, especially a large tech company like Facebook responded to that. Yeah. So again, move fast, break things. And um, we have a lot of different tools and stuff that um, make this operate fast. And um, it literally was like an intake form, filled it out, and then it went through the process. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that is trying to go into the tech industry, what kind of advice could you give to that person to kind of break through into something they they would love to do um my advice to bower students again like i didn't start off in tech i started off in cpg so um i think the more you think about applying in something in another industry the more hurdles you create for yourself um a lot of tech companies or even startups they're not they're mostly hiring people that can teach them not the other way around. Um, versus when I felt like I went to um, a traditional company, it was very much like there's already established process. There was already something that's been a part of the company for years. And I'm here to learn it as fast as I can, improve it, and then train someone else on it in a rotational program, right? Mm-hmm. Versus in um, startups and tech companies now, it's the more you put a mindset of like, oh, I'm jumping industries, that's, again, creating your own hurdle. Awesome. I was I was going to jump in and ask about her experience in the alumni mentorship program, actually, because I know you're an alumni and oh, yeah. Abe heads up that program. So I was going to ask about that, actually, <laughs> to see what maybe it's like a maybe it's like a almost like a finale question. Like, so, you know, how's your experience been? It's been Something good. Like it's a big it's been good. Um I will say I wasn't expecting two people, but they've been great in as far as communicating. Um, but I talk, I've talked to them twice pro- or after the kickoff call. Um, and I probably haven't followed up since then because I was like on PTO and then been busy at work. But it's been a good experience. Would you recommend it for other alumni to uh, join the mentorship program? Yes, I would. I feel like uh, you know, it's been a while since I graduated, but just connecting um, with students and it just takes me back to how, you know, hungry and passionate I was <laughs> in college. And it, it, it's a good it's a good perspective to have and remind myself of. There you have it. You have Leslie's seal of approval. Go ahead and, uh... <laughs> uh, I'm, now I'm wondering if you're in sales, Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> I could be. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome though well we do appreciate your time um we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up for the podcast leslie this is the last podcast of the semester with a guest you're our final guest yep 
Yeah, we're very honored to have you here, really. It does mean a lot to us. That was a bang. No problem. Glad I was able um, to do this. Me too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you guys haven't heard of our previous podcast, go ahead and do so. We have great, great content that every single alumni um, shared with you guys. So go ahead and take advantage of that. And especially this one, if you guys want to go into the tech industry, Leslie, would it be okay if we put your LinkedIn LinkedIn profile on the description for for the episode? That's fine. Okay. So yeah. Facebook. Or yeah. <laughs> or Facebook, yeah. Go ahead and feel free to reach out to Leslie. Um, or anyone else that you see on on LinkedIn or Facebook that you believe will have great insight within the company that you want to work for. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My name is Abraham. This is Eric. And this is Leslie. Bye. And we will see you on the next episode.